0: This is the Introvert's Bubble with a number of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures, and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any of the apps you listen to is always appreciated. This is part two of Gretchen, the dating and sex coach interview. The first half, I kind of want to talk about more about her getting into... That line of work and how she got through it and how she had a problem or not, with her friends and family and stuff like that. So that was kind of the first half, and I, I really wanted to kind of people talk about that because, it's something that's very intimate. That in one way works really good for introverts because we like diving deep, but it's also a very like taboo and hard topic for a lot of people to talk about. And that's when I just I really I was really enjoying that. So I split the episode into two because the second half, for this one, is actually going to be. More about how to get your own sexual satisfactions in your relationships, and how it's easier for us as introverts how how to do it because it can be kind of hard with the communications in the first place, and how you can do better about it in in life for whatever you do for dating, whatever you do if you get married or anything else. And this part I just I had to I had to expand on it because this is just a good too good to not have on its own. Okay. I, I do want to get into the idea of how to be better with sex in your relationships because I, like anyways, it's already kind of a taboo thing for women to talk about other than like uh-huh. being kind of trashy with your girlfriends like, oh yeah, he's so this or so that instead of actually getting into it of so we all get what we need out of it because it uh-huh. is, it is a drive for us, uh, for most people, of course, there's, there's a few people who are like ace and stuff like that who don't have the drive for it, but Four. for the ones who do. Right. What? I mean, do you have like one or two really good points you always try to reiterate for people, especially for like introverts who are kind of kind of reluctant to talk about some of these really deep things, even though we're so good at deep stuff,
1: mm. but these are
0: kind of almost too impersonal or too embarrassing or too shameful.
1: Yeah, I mean, where I usually end up focusing um with that is I mean, first it's to normalize it, right? I mean, again, that's what my modeling, like that's one of the reasons that I became more active on social media uh, was to begin to model and normalize that it's a, we are allowed to talk about sex. It is an important aspect of our life. And, um, and I do that both, like I said, through the social media stuff, but then also individually when people sit across from me. Uh, I am never shocked. I am never judgmental with anyone and with anything that they bring up. Um, and that permissions people to open up, even if it, you know, they start with me, but once you start to build that muscle a bit and flex that and be accepted, um, and embraced in talking about these things, it starts to, make it that a little bit easier and you just sort of incrementalize into it that way
0: and and this can be with your friends as well as your partner right
1: oh yeah yeah now if they're when it comes to talking about these things with your partner in particular you know i one of the things that's great about working with a coach is you can have the conversation first with them that you want to have with your partner. And when I do that with people, I can then reflect back to them. Here's how this landed to me. Right? Like I can share in a really loving way. Oh, when you, when you talked about it this way, that felt a little, um, criticize, like you might be criticizing me. I don't think that's what you intended, So let's think about a way that you can talk about this that's going to feel more loving and connected, right? So they're not first having the conversation or they're not first having the conversation for the first time with their partner, but they're going through that experience with me, getting more comfortable with it, testing out some phrasing and wording, and then going into that conversation with their partners.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Like, I mean I you do that with your friends sometimes when you want to practice. Right? You you're practicing yeah. is kind of the things so you're kinda of like, yes, I got all the points I needed to say. But also right. like, you can kinda the other person kinda lets them know I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, like if you want to talk about like this, then here's some ideas to research more or to think over of like how exactly you want to do it. Like, don't just don't just throw out there like I want more of this, but don't give them like An idea of how that happens
1: (laughs) right and also I can you know one of the things I'll often do with folks is help them uh, connect more deeply to what is likely going on for their partner right when they share kind of reactions and things that they're hearing or seeing from their partner I can help contextualize it often and um, yeah yeah, which is definitely very helpful because, of course, you
0: you're with a partner. You should have some kind of connection, some kind of understanding. But there are these times where you just the lines just don't cross. Like I, I like mm-hmm. I love the idea of like people's love languages, or it could be very different. Right. Their communication ideas, even where like the association of certain words. Like one of my right. exes always had a problem with a couple of the words that I used because he associated it with something that was a lot worse. Oh, right! i learned it and it, it mm-hmm. always kind of had a problem until i'm kind of like why aren't you listening about this part until i'm kind of like what what little like this little sentence i what? wrote? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what exactly
0: was the problem in there and he was saying like this word right here because that makes it sound like i'm a horrible person i'm kind of like okay like i've never heard of that like mostly because like now the relationship wasn't great and he tried to be communicative but he was very big mm-hmm. on um, he made his interpretation in a lot of things.
1: <laughs> right. We all do. Right. We all do. Uh, some of us just with uh, less awareness to what degree we're doing that, perhaps.
0: Yeah. And, and that, <laughs> that did help some mm-hmm. for, to, to, for that point. And I, I, some people just don't realize that those little things can be what's the actual problem in the
1: communication of it all. Right. Yes. And we're all projecting on to people around us, right? Our interpretations, our meanings and our mental models and they're not the same for everyone.
0: Okay, so do you have like another tip about helping people get their sexual needs kind of figured
1: out? Uh yeah, one of the things um I will encourage or invite clients to do or folks to do is if they're trying to figure out what they really want for themselves. Cause I, I've, I find, and this was the case for me as well before I did my own work was, I didn't know what I really wanted for myself. I sort of went along with whatever kind of sex I happened to get which was not ever really very satisfying. And I thought I should ask for what I want, but actually have no idea what that is. And I had a lot of shame around the not knowing, but it's incredibly common to not know really what you want for yourself. And so what I invite people to do is to um, self-pleasure and explore their own fantasies. And pay attention. You can either do this through um, just letting your mind wonder and seeing what comes up, or is there a particular image or fantasy that you typically use? Um, or you can do it through exploring what is the hottest sexual experience you've ever had. If you've had ones that that you that just sort of were over the top, good for you, then to really uh, do a visual, I invite you into a visualization around that experience, noticing particular details to figure out what are the elements that were critical for your arousal. You can also do this through exploring short story erotica. There's a couple of websites, uh, one in particular that I like that has free erotica online i mean you have to kind of be comfortable with the extreme variability and the quality of the writing itself um, oh yes <laughs> right uh, some people get really distracted by that and can't hit, can't stand it so that's fair and then you know not the best avenue for them but if you can kind of put that aside um there's a website literotica.com, that is organized by category when I, for the short, they have some other things on the desktop site, uh, but they have a whole section on stories and they're organized by category. And so just, just spend some time scrolling through and seeing what draws your attention. Dip your toes in, read a story, see what turns you on and release judgment for what that might be. And, uh, that's a pathway into connect, starting to open up to and connect to what it, you really want in sex.
0: Yeah. And I definitely, my mom's not going to hear this episode. Thank God. <laughs> Um, like, no, I definitely read a lot of romance novels, uh-huh. erotica, and short stories to kind of just explore because when I was younger, there wasn't, like, my mom's a nurse, so she just gave me, like, the medical information. Mm-hmm. Of, which like, is this, great. Yeah. I mean, that you got was, that. She was great about that, and she just, but everything past that wasn't mm. really, wasn't really yeah. in her repertoire to talk about, which I completely understand, like, it's not something, mm-hmm. she got less, so, <laughs> but with the idea with like reading those kind of stories is you start figuring out what is what is what you like for fantasy and what is what things you want to explore because then you can yeah. try, you try out softer things you try out a couple parts of it like don't jump into it, like now we're going to do uh, voyeurism in the public park and you're going to tie me up like yeah don't do that from like when you just only did stuff in your bedroom at night and then all hmm. daylight you're going to do something tied up in the middle of a park like that might be a little little extreme to start with right
1: yes I mean the first step is to just gain some awareness around what does turn you on and then you can figure out how to bring it into your sexual experiences um another avenue I'll and invite people into exploring is using a yes, no, maybe checklist, um, that has a variety of scenarios, uh, sexual acts, you know, um, a whole range of them and you go through it to see, oh, what do I know I like? that I'm a big yes to, what do I know I have no interest in, at least right now, so I'm a no to, and then, oh, these are the things I am maybe a little curious about. And what these checklists often do is help expand people's awareness of what's possible, what's on the menu, because a lot of times we go in thinking that there's just, you know, sex, it needs to look a certain way or include certain things and we just aren't even thinking about the whole range that's possible
0: oh yeah and I, I definitely have I kind of have the same kind of list I, I, but I, I always add a hard no because mm. for some people the idea of a no is like well I haven't convinced you yet I'm like no, no there, there's a hard no that if you even tried this you are done for a while and yeah. it, it may never happen again kind of thing and those are some of them are not like horrible things where I feel like I've been like violated is more just like you really want me to stay in my my head in the game here if you try to push these things I'm going to be completely out of it you're
1: gonna get out of it yeah and that's where I think of the maybe right um is the are those things that so that the no is a no and what I try and work with folks around is uh, is understanding and um gaining some comfort with boundaries in hearing no's because uh, again we're also not really taught or socialized around that
0: yes and I've, I sadly i have had too many guys where
1: mm-hmm.
0: the no wasn't really like was it a no or a no or really no yeah. that's, no that, that's not what that word is there isn't a hundred different variations right. or so it is just there really isn't it's one it's two letters it only means one thing no <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, and as an introvert, it's, it was hard for me at first to kind of talk about that because it was kind of one of those things of like, I didn't, I didn't want the confrontation. I didn't want to make it a huge problem because it, uh-huh. it's one of those things that would bleed into other parts of the, my life with that person. So uh-huh. it's just kind of those things. I'm like, I would want it yeah. to be per- like kept private, but then it wouldn't because then they were frustrated, and then I would get angry, and then uh-huh. not so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Th- th- those last pieces were definitely very, very good. And I also, like, my mom does not know, as part of my exploration myself, I actually started mm-hmm. writing erotica.
1: <gasps> that is so great. That's actually a really lovely thing to do. I love yeah, that. I, I was kind
0: of like, I write mostly nonfiction, but I've been working on is it. Is it just kind of, I just got a couple random prompts, and I'm like, I'll just try it. Let's see what it is. And I was, just, it was so fun because it's just, there's not much like thought to it. It's like, you're running with the fantasy. There's not mm. all these extra things you have to worry about. Like with nonfiction, you have to be very factual. Where, for the most part, I just gotta be anatomy. Like the anatomy needs to be functional in the mm. story. And then what is actually possible for like a person's leg to go to, like I'm not going to like put it, <laughs> we're not pretzeling into this. Like that's not how it's going right. <laughs> to it's actually actually get like opened me up better with my creativity but it's also gotten me more exploring where I'm strangely enough more open to flirting with guys like I used I'm I'm still not great but I used to be awful like I for the most part for the most part like anytime anyone flirted with me when I was when I was in my teens and 20s it just it went right past me I didn't notice it I didn't see it and then now that I've explored a little more I'm kind of like was that a, Wait. was he, was he kind of hitting yeah. me? is he smiling at me? Oh shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah. And so there's, there's all these little things that people can do to explore. Cause that's the best part about it is that the exploration of your sexual needs and wants and everything else should be about you. It shouldn't always be about like with another person or about the other person.
1: Well, I mean, I agree a hundred percent and um, you know, it's our job to, un- to know ourselves as much as we can and teach our partners how to pleasure us, right? There's this part of one of the biggest myths out there um, around sex is that if it's really hot sex or with someone who gets me, they should just know what to do to me right? Like I shouldn't have to talk about it. Talking about it uh, makes it less sexy or less romantic. And I think it's one of the more damaging myths. And so I love that uh, perspective you just shared that, you know, we need to know ourselves. 100%. Yes.
0: And the one thing I've actually had this conversation with friends before where other guys thought it wasn't sexy to ask for consent during sex. Mm, I'm like, I'm sorry, right. but the guy was kind of like, "Do you want me to do this to you? I was like, um, yeah, that's like hot as hell. Please keep doing that. Or like, would you give me like a specific thing? Like you want it against the wall? Yes, that like that still gives uh-huh. consent, and then that turns me on. Like, come on, give me like,
1: <laughs> give right? Me- and,
0: which is weird for me because I'm not a talker, but mm-hmm, the other mm-hmm. person is. That's fine. But it's kind of like I, that's kind of where my hard no is. Is like, d- please don't make me be like really, really vocal about this stuff because that's just not my thing. Yeah, yeah, but that's a good thing. Like that works for both people. Like that kind of works for my introvert partners. Mm-hmm. And I can just, I can just feel what's going on and not have to like, because if I have to think about it, like you're going to lose me. I'm going to start having like, oh, yeah. I'm going to start working on scenarios. I'm going to start working on like plot twists <laughs> and stuff, which is not going to be
1: helpful in that position. <laughs> right. And um, yeah, I think consent can be a really sexy conversation. We just, people don't know how to do it that way. And so, yeah, I okay. agree.
0: Do you have any good, like, freebies you have on your website or anything you want to uh, give people?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually have a freebie I offer uh, for a yes, no, maybe checklist. I call it a sexual exploration checklist. So that's available My website is GretchenShanks.com and the checklist is available at GretchenShanks.com forward slash checklist.
0: Awesome. And I will actually link that for everyone else if they want to see it. And, but yeah, if they want to just, before they look bad, they can just start clicking themselves and search for it. So thank you for coming on. This was definitely very helpful. And I'm excited for all this information out there. And I might actually still might
1: grab that checklist myself. (laughs) Yay, me too. Thank you so much. I had such a fun time.
0: Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon, where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at The Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity.